Grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for our consideration this morning is our gospel lesson from Luke chapter 20. And I would like for us to consider it again as we um, teach it this morning. Beginning in verse 9. And Jesus began to tell this parable that a man planted in a vineyard and led it out to tenants and went into another country for a long while. When the time came, he sent a servant to the tenants so that they would give him some sort of the, the fruit of the vineyard. But the tenants beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent another servant, but they also beat and treated him shamefully and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent a third, this one also they wounded and cast out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Perhaps they will respect him. But when the tenants saw him, they said to themselves, This is the heir. Let us kill him, so that the inheritance may be ours. And they threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. What then will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. When they heard this, they said, Surely not. But he looked directly at them and said, What then is this that is written? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces. And then when it falls on anyone... It will crush him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your Son to be our cornerstone, who upholds all things, and also is our authority in our lives, that when things come crashing down, we are still held up by his word and by his power, and not by our own. Help us this morning to hear his words to hold them sacred, gladly hear them and learn them, and sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed, growing up, it was a constant battle between the children and the parents on who has control, who has authority. And the one tactic that we had when we were really young was to yell and scream until we wore down the parents to get our way. When you get older, it becomes a different tactic. Maybe it's silence or some other thing. And then when you become a parent, the tables have reversed. And now you're the one dealing with the screaming. Who has control in the situation? Am I going to get what I want? Sometimes, yes, we do cave in. But it's a battle of control, a battle of authority. Who has that authority? And sometimes we grow up, a lot of us do, maybe in America, we grow up not recognizing authority. We are our own authority until that law comes crashing down on them and says, it doesn't matter if you recognize it or not, you still broke the law and are going to jail. The religious establishment in Christ's day forgot to see that God was the authority, that his son was the authority. They thought they were an authority unto themselves. 
They were God's chosen ones after all, and they were the teachers of his word. Before we get to our text in chapter 20, it's all leading up to Jesus coming to Jerusalem, coming towards Holy Week. He's come to Jerusalem and lamented over them for their lack of faith. Now he's teaching in the temple, for he has the true authority, he has the true teaching. And the religious establishment is battling for this control, for this authority over the people. That's why later on in the text they sent those spies to get the people to realize that maybe he doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't have authority. But Jesus' authority we see throughout all of scriptures beginning in the Gospels. We see it when the angels come to Mary and Joseph telling them who this child is to be. Emmanuel, God with us. He is the Savior of mankind. Even with Simon and or Simeon and Anna at the temple waiting for him, recognizing who he is. And then the boy Jesus as a 12-year-old in the temple, people recognizing his great answers and questions, the authority that he already had. But then again at his baptism, what happened there? The very voice of the Father, this is my Son, who I am well pleased with. And we see throughout his ministry, the casting out of demons, the healings, all throughout the authority that God has given him, the authority that he has as the Son of God. And as the Gospel of John writes, that all things are created by him and through him. All things are held up by his word. He has all authority in heaven and on earth. But yet, God's people, the Israelites, have forgotten this authority. That's what Jesus is talking to the people right before he gets to this parable. It says, One day as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple and preaching the gospel, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders came up and said to him, Tell us, by what authority do you do these things? Or who is it that gave you this authority? He answered them, as a true rabbinic fashion, with a question. I will ask you, he says, I will also ask you a question. Now tell me, was the baptism of John from heaven or from man? And they discussed it with one another, saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, why did you not believe him? But if we say from man, all the people will stone us to death. For they are convinced that John was a prophet. So they answered that they did not know where it came from. And Jesus said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. And then he goes and tells them this parable, which is directed right to them. They are these wicked tenants. God, throughout their history, sending the prophets to them, giving them his word, and then, then not listening to it, facing the consequences of turning their back on God by being exiled from their own land into a foreign nation, and then God sending a prophet to them in the foreign land, and sometimes even then, not listening to God's word, 
over and over, God sending a prophet to them. And as the parable says, beating them up and throwing them out, not listening to the authority that would actually heal them, give them back that land if they would listen and repent. But they turned God's name into a laughingstock to the nations. God was looking for that fruit of that vineyard. They were to be God's people, live under his law faithfully, but they were not. They had no fruit to show. It's kind of like if you were a, a landlord and you just had the worst tenants, just destroying your property, and eventually you're going to have to kick them out because the cost of fixing all these things, the total destruction of the property is becoming too much, and they're not living up to what they had signed on the contract, maybe either. Israel had failed to follow God's law, to live faithfully under his name. And now his name had become a mockery among the nations. And now through their disbelief is coming judgment. As Jesus says at the end, he says, what then is this that is written? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. In the parable, it said that he sent his very own son, the, the owner of the vineyard. This is what God does. He sent his very own son to his chosen people, Israel, and they rejected him, killed him. He is the authority of all things. He is the cornerstone. But that cornerstone fell on them, and they were destroyed. But through their rejection of Christ, he now gives these precious gifts that was once theirs to us, to the Gentiles. Christ came for all people, and now through Israel's rejection, this gift is now ours. But sometimes we too are like the Israelites. You think about the, the religious establishment. They were the ones in the temple teaching God's word to the people listening. But this was a warning to them not holding God as an authority in their lives. Our church attendance or lack thereof will mean nothing if we don't hold Christ as an authority in our lives. It will be shown in our devotion to him. Our love for him and our love for others. Do we, <clears throat> do we hold Christ as an authority in our lives? What happens when that cornerstone of that building begins to fracture, begins to fall down? When a strong wind comes or an earthquake, that house or that building might topple or fall over, have more damage. When Christ is no longer an authority in our lives, we're our own authority or something else is, our lives begin to topple because that cornerstone is no longer there. We become all too easily depressed and anxious 
because that cornerstone is no longer there helping us through those things. We're finding some other authority or we're trying to control it ourselves. Who is the authority in your life? Is it Jesus Christ, the one who has authority over all things, who has made all things and upholds all things, including you, by giving you the breath that you need, the food that you need, gives you all things. But when we come to him and recognize that he is this authority in our lives, he is the cornerstone, we become broken, but not crushed through rejection. But when we see him as the cornerstone authority, we become broken and humbled, which is a good thing. Because we know that we are not in control. We are not the authority, but Christ is. And now all things will come together through Christ. We can take on things in this life with the help of his word. Things won't so easily destroy us or topple us or cave us in by the pressure of society or from friends or whatever else. When Christ is our cornerstone, we can stand up to temptation. We can stand up to trials or tribulation. We can stand up to all things in Christ, for he is our rock. He is our cornerstone. He is our authority, and his word helps us through this life. But he humbles us in repentance when we come to him with our sin, confessing it. He cleanses us and restores us, and that foundation is made firm again. This is what Jesus gives to us through Israel's rejection. They were living in that promised land, but rejected Christ over and over again. He gives us peace with God, first of all, life with God eternally in heaven as he makes us a new home. And as we travel to our new home, he upholds us all the way through his body and blood and the sacrament, cleansing us from our sin and giving us the strength that we need. Christ is our authority. He is creator of all things. He is the one who gives us all things. And it's to him we owe our devotion. For in him, he bore all things for us. He upheld God's law for us, upheld all things for us, so that we might have peace with God and receive his eternal blessings. This we all have in Christ. Amen. Please rise for our blessing. Now may the grace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep and guard your hearts in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.